Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. Later on this show, we'll be talking to the amazing Andrea Lynette. Um, I'm super excited to talk about fashion with Andrea. But first, Kim, let's check in with each other. How are you doing this week? I'm good, Jen. It's been a good week. It's absolutely beautiful here in New York. I went to a Mets game last night, which was kind of crazy to be like in a stadium with other people. You know. Also, wait. You, is this your first met? Do you go to to sporting events? <laughs> sometimes I go. Sometimes I go to sporting events. I, 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 I tend to date people who like have a have an interest in sports, some interest in sports, and so um, yeah, we went to a Mets game last night. You know, I've been to City Field. My my previous boyfriend was a big Mets fan, so I've been there multiple times, and I just I thought it would be kind of fun. I mean, neither of us are even especially Mets fans, but it just felt like a, a fun thing. And it really was. It's such a like cool outing. There's something very old school about going to a, a baseball game in a stadium. That's awesome. I think that would be cool. I, I've never I've never dated a man who was into sports. And so and I'm not I don't understand like I really painfully don't understand sports except basketball. I understand a little bit, but I've never been I haven't been to any I've never been to a baseball game. I will say it in my life. You know, it was interesting. We were noticing last night that there were about as many women as men at the game. Yeah, I think that's super cool. And I also just like the whole idea of the experience of being at a game outside and getting whatever refreshments you're getting and just sitting together and just a communal experience, which we haven't had in so long. You know? Yeah, it was super cool. It, it felt really good. And then the other thing that's on my mind today is that I am, you know, you, you get together with a new person and you share your interests. And in the course of my boyfriend sharing his interests with me, I have now become very excited about things that other people have known about for years. Like, okay. for instance, like, for instance, Radiohead. 
Suddenly okay. I like suddenly I like Radiohead. Welcome. Like, like, <laughs> like for instance, Game of Thrones. No. Okay. I don't even know who you are. Are you watching <laughs> the first season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> We're watching the first season of Game of Thrones. He's already seen it, of course. I have listened to Game of Thrones podcasts. Oh my god. I'm like, I'm like down with Game of Thrones. It was just a show I never wanted to watch because it felt like, oh yeah, women as possessions. A little rapey. Like there felt like there were reasons not to watch Game of Thrones, but he told me that they're like he's like, I will warn you if there's a rape scene, and most of the rape scenes don't happen until like the seasons they created after the books ended. Yes. So, yes. so I have been, I, it's a really, ex, I mean, again, I'm the last person in the world to say this, but it's like a really well done show. With I fa- agree. Yeah. The first, the first couple of seasons are, are really, really good, really compelling and really fun to watch. It's really true with really well drawn characters, both female and male, which I was a little surprised by. Yes. I mean, I don't want to get into, you know, you'll see, but you'll see. But yeah, like, yeah. There, there's some there's some pain in your future. But I, the the beginning is a very pleasant place to be with Game of Thrones. I I did I did enjoy Game of Thrones, which was not, which was out of character for me as well. I don't usually go for that kind of like male fantasy kind of like not male fantasy but fantasy. You know, generally which we associate yeah. with men, even though that's not entirely fair. Yes, but something. Yeah. Like when, whenever a show does something in the first episode that is shocking, yes, like like happens in that first episode, there's something that you just can't believe just happened. And I always, it's like in Friday Night Lights, like the football star, the guy who's going to go on to become a pro athlete in the first episode. This gives a little bit away, but not much. Becomes paralyzed. Yes, like that takes a lot of nerve to do something like that in a first episode of a show. No, I love I love that too. I love in Glow, the fir- the um, the pilot of Glow, they have you find out that she is having sex. She has an affair with her best friend's husband, and yes. you've already you've established you've established this friendship, and you've also established that the main character is going to be your hero, and then all of a sudden you see her fucking her best friend's husband, and I always think, wow, that really gave that character depth and nuance and you know made them not the way we usually see women because she was allowed to be flawed and fucked up but anyway Mm -hmm. it was an unexpected choice that I always really appreciated in that show yep yep um well I am in the desert this week Hmm. and I am living my best best geriatric life (laughs) I really I really believe that 110 degree heat with a bunch of like 70 and 80 year olds is my speed at this point. (laughs) I've been just sort of driving around real slow with the air conditioning on and like the radio playing and really having a good time in a desert supermarket. Just me and the olds. I feel like I'm 20 because everyone here is so (laughs) old. (laughs) But wait, but wait, you have to retell your story of being in the dispensary. Okay, so... So we get so we're in Palm Springs, but we're in Palm Springs like midweek in the middle of the summer. Like it's not like hipster Palm Springs, right? So, but I did come in. I hadn't been in Palm Springs in like a year, 
and I had just had like a tough car ride with my family, which happens sometimes when you're on a road trip, like everyone's just arguing. And then like my, my daughter has her headphones on. I had my headphones on and my husband's just stewing. Anyway, so we arrive at the house and I say, hey everyone, I'm gonna go run an errand. I'll go grocery shopping. But I knew secretly that I was gonna go to the dispensary. <laughs> so, because I knew that they had dispensaries in Palm Springs. so. I arrive at this dispensary and it is literally the chicest dispensary I've ever been at. It's like the Apple store and I walk in and it's all like clean and white and all of the the weed is like carefully like behind glass and I go to the front and they check you in and you get a concierge, a weed concierge. (laughs) Who takes you through like, and what would you like to have? What kind of high would you care for? And I was like, oh, I would like this. So then you, you, you check out and everything's great. So I did take an edible as I was in the parking lot, very low dose but I was just a little bit high in the grocery store and it was the best. (laughs) Just like empty, really cold air conditioning. Two other like women who are like 30 or 40 years older than me. just strolling like being and also because you're getting vacation food which is like that I'm just like more potato chips just like (laughs) anything that you can even imagine indulging in like I'll eat the ice cream with the potato chips you know and the last thing I will say is in my desert in my desert life I have discovered cocktails in a can okay have you experienced cocktails in a can yet I've seen cocktails in a can I did. I was really a naysayer. I was like, who wants that? That's gross. Margarita in a can, super light, no sugar. It's just like some lemon light. It's almost like a, a, it's a boozy LaCroix, really pleasant. Now, are you a day drinker when you're on vacation? You know, I was thinking yesterday because I was like kind of buzzed at like four. And I was like, oh my, I was like having like a paranoid feeling of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a lush, I'm everything I used to be. And then I realized, yes, I had one can split over three glasses of ice and then I was done. So yes, I was day drinking, but I don't get sloshed anymore because I understand moderation, which is, (laughs) I can't believe that I have, I never thought because I was such an excessive drinker. When I was younger, I never thought that this would be a possibility for me, but it totally is. And I'm very grateful for it. But anyway, yes, I am a, I'm a light day drinker. I try to keep maintain like a light buzz throughout the day. I get it. I get yeah. it. Why not? So anyway, yes, desert. I'm also speaking of fashion. One thing I've been thinking about getting into, which I know is horrible and I did not mention in front of Andrea because it would have been way too I'm uh-huh. thinking about I'm thinking about getting into tube tops. <laughs> Honey, why not? Why not? Why not? Just a bunch of turquoise jewelry and tube tops? I think I know who I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that for you. I can yes. totally see that. That's it. That's it. Just eccentric tube top lady. Just letting it all, letting it all flab over the tube top. Who even cares? Who even cares? I'm with you. All right. I'm with you. We have Andrea today. Andrea Lynette, what a joy. Your best friend. I got to borrow her for an hour. I'm very excited. Super, super fun. I really think that you guys are going to like this episode. Okay, but first we have two quick announcements. The first one is for our Patreon subscribers, we'll be putting up a special 
bonus mini episode with Andrea where she talks all about sassy and tells a pretty hilarious story about Joey Ramone, which anyone who's subscribed to our Patreon will get right in their inbox in the next couple of days. And the second, by popular demand, both in our DMs and over email, we've chosen the first EIF book club pick. We're going to be reading Ashley Ford's memoir, Somebody's Daughter. Um, We're going to be reading it in July, and then Ashley will come on the show sometime in August. So pick up the book wherever you get books, hopefully at an independent bookstore or a library, and we'll talk to Ashley in August. All right, now we can get into the show. Okay, let's get down to it. Our guest today is Andrea Lynette, who probably for longtime fans of this show needs no introduction, but for those of you who don't know, Andrea is a longtime creative director, author, and brand consultant, the founding creative director of Lucky Magazine and eBay Fashion, and the author of I Want to Be Her, The Cool Factor, and co-author with me of The Lucky Shopping Manual and The Lucky Guide to Mastering Any Style. Andrea is also the former fashion and beauty editor of Sassy, and one of my oldest and closest friends and my pretend sister. Hello, Andrea. Hi. We're so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. Especially with Romolini, because I've never been on the show with Romolini. That's true. I was on your other show. Yes. So so something, Andrea, that you and I have talked about, and Romolini and I have also talked about, is whether or not there's anything notable about the way people are dressing as we emerge from COVID. And I'm wondering what you think about that. I have noticed, I'm when I think of like kids, kids are half naked. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to talk about kids, right? We're talking about like women, Gro- like our grown age, ups, right? Gro- grown people. Because like when I see my niece, God bless her, she's beautiful, but like she's practically naked and I get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... I am noticing women are judging it up a little more and it's making me happy mm-hmm. because I know that everybody was like, I'm going to wear sweatpants. I'm going to wear leggings. I'm, I'm not going to care, blah, blah, blah. But now that I see people out and about, I'm seeing a little more zhuzh and I'm seeing a lot of color. Hmm. Are you guys seeing a lot of color? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I have very much embraced color into my older age but yes i i'm seeing some i'm i'm wanting more people to wear color and i am seeing more color i think more people are wearing color even you're seeing it in like the fast fashion brands like i'm seeing really like bright like blues and yellows and so yeah i think you're right about that it feels very 80s in a good way to me like esprit Mm -hmm. yes and optimistic it's optimistic and I bought like a bright, like this amazing bright purple shirt the other day at Frankie shop and it had matching purple buttons. And that's like one of my huge pet peeves of when a shirt is like almost perfect, but the buttons are white and they just are glaring, mm-hmm. glaringly white. So the buttons on these shirts are the same color as the shirt, which is like amazing to me. But when I got home and tried it on, it was like huge. It was like oversized and it was a new shape for me. Um, Mike, my husband kind of like, took the wind out of my sails and was like, you're never going to wear that. So I returned it, but it was the perfect purple. Hmm. That's not, yeah. um, that's like, you know, that's like an advanced color to wear. And you're pretty, like, you still don't wear many colors, period. Like, remember when you were wearing gray one day at Lucky? And I was like, I love it when you yeah. wear a color. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it might've been white. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's but true. I wear color now. You wear but color wear- now. 
I wear color now. I feel like it's softer. I like I'm wearing blue right now. I like banker blue shirts a lot lately. Um, What's a banker blue shirt? Is that like baby blue? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. So banker blue is like if you go into go on jcrew.com, mm -hmm. go to the men's department. It's like it's not baby blue and it's not lapis blue. It's like that perfect like businessman blue. I'm trying to think. It's like powder blue. It's like a powder it's, blue. It's Is more that... intense than a powder blue. I'm okay. having trouble describing it. It's you might have to Google. Yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This I is, it's a little stronger. This, I'm wearing sort of yes, banker bluey, but it's and also like a real banker blue shirt almost has like a cross weave if you look really close. Like broadcloth. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I love that color. It happens to look good on me. And you know who makes a great banker blue? It's um, Grayson, but it's called French. They okay. call it French blue. But when I wear it, people are okay. like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And you're like, "It's it's banker blue." Fuck, fuck, calling it I French call blue, it, right? <laughs> I call it banker blue. Yeah. What's the French mean? What is? Yeah. Well, we just want to slap French on anything because then everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, more desirable." It's French. A hundred percent. I'm and that, and I'm the idiot who would fall for it. Same. So, and I did. Um, I want to talk about this. Is we're going to be all over the place. I realize, but I need to talk about shorts. So I've been wearing a lot of shorts. I'm 48. Um, and I like them, despite the fact that my mother um, has said this is very brave at my age, meaning you should not fucking be wearing shorts. But are there good shorts for middle-aged ladies? Can I just say one, like, um, sweeping statement about shorts? Yes. I personally hate shorts, but for me, or on, like, like I know I sound like Fran Leibowitz, but, like, on grown men, I think shorts are crazy unless you're at the beach okay and she did a whole thing about it like like they're for five-year-olds but that's probably because i'm not that into my legs if i had amazing legs i would be wearing cutoffs all the time mm. cutoffs with a banker blue men's shirt and Birkenstock. that would be my dream outfit so i just personally don't like shorts on me or like i don't like them when they're I don't like shorts when they're treated. This is just my personal thing. I don't like them yes. when they're treated like a nice outfit. Like it's more, <laughs> it's hot out. So I'm just going to wear pants that are not pants. They're going to be shorter than that because it's hot out. You know what I mean? Yes, Instead I do. Know. And I think that's like a way. chance. Yes. Well, first off, yes, I'm wearing cutoffs in a t-shirt and Birkenstocks today. And oh, I'm very pleased I'm with my luck. But I will say that I do think there's a thing what we get into with shorts, my personal opinion as we get older, that it's not really a short, but it's like, oh, but it's covering less of my calf. So it's like a shant. And I do yes. think nobody looks good in those. <laughs> I really think that that, and it's also not cooling anybody down. I think that that is just a myth. Yeah. I hate, I hate, I, I yeah. hate a middle-aged culotte. I really I, do. I agree. But can I say, we shot a woman for Lucky, Andrea. It wasn't a model. It was a real woman. And you shot her wearing like a button-down shirt and shorts like almost to her knee. And she looked so cool. And that image has stayed in my mind for all these years, like making me think that maybe I could be cool enough to wear shorts. What is it? Cool. Was it an advertiser? Did I have to shoot the shorts? I, I'm just asking. I don't remember. I don't remember, but the girl looked was like... Was it Tommy Hilfiger? It was like no, a... I don't remember. 
I know, I know. I don't expect you to remember everything you shot, but it was just this very cool image. And I've always thought like, you know, kind of a long short and a button down shirt tucked in or half tucked in was like a cool look, but you know. What shoe was she wearing? I don't recall. I don't recall. You know what? I feel like it's- I think sometimes with like a little sneaker with shorts and a button down, I feel like that's a cute look. But what kind of shorts? Like if they're shorts that are like, I gotta wear some smart shorts. And my mother always used to say to me, you never wear shorts on a plane. And then Larry David said that. Larry David did this thing with his daughter where it was like, would you rather, with Cassie? And she's mm -hmm. like, would you rather have to hug everyone that you meet or wear shorts on a plane? <laughs> and he chose to hug everyone he was you like, meet. He was like, how, how could you do this to me? They're equally disgusting. <laughs> it's like a thing. A certain generation thinks wearing shorts on a plane is a tacky thing. My mother used to be like, ugh. Like you don't wear shorts on a plane. Oh, I believe in dressing up for a plane. Yeah. I also am very anti flip flops on a plane. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really am like cover cover the feet on a plane. I yeah. I I'm a little old timey about planes. Too. Just because also your flesh is in other people's space. Like I feel like you have to be you have to think about well, that. Well, just have some manners. Like somebody once said, like dressing nicely is good manners. Huh. And I was like, that's true. Like when you're when you as my friend Ron would say, when you serve. You're doing something nice for others. You're giving them inspiration. Like, isn't it fun to see someone who looks great? You're like, oh my God, thanks. You look great. You're giving me inspiration. Hmm. It's it's like serving. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is nice. Self self um, presentation is is an act of service to yeah. some degree because it's not. You can't see yourself too. I mean, it's about other people taking you in. I Correct. Feel like. And you, but you feel good, and it's and it shows. That's like an ad. Feel good yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so say I want a wardrobe refresh after the last year of the pandemic, but I don't want to spend a ton of money. Which brands have the best pieces for a reasonable price this year? I am obsessed right now. And Kim, I really wish you were with me out in the Hamptons where I am right now because I'm dying to shop. Hmm. Like I just have that crazy itch. But um, not that I don't every day, but um, I'm obsessed with H&M right now. You know, I'm always obsessed with mango, right? Always. And my, my secret with mango in the summer is I just go into the search bar and I go 100% cotton. Otherwise you're going to get like these weird polyester things that you don't want to wear in the summer because it's just not comfortable. Mm -hmm. They have great 100% cotton stuff, but H&M right now is on fire. Like I bought one, two, three, four, five dresses and they were all under 35 or maybe one of them was $38. Um, they have these cotton dresses. I bought a cotton um, button-down shirt dress that looks like Serena pretty much. I bought two gauze dresses that look like Serena, which if, if anyone doesn't know, it's kind of a mid-priced, casual, amazing line um, known for their like cotton t-shirts, uh, sorry, button-downs and dresses. Um, and I bought these two kind of caftani looking ones that could pass, and I'm sorry to say, but they could pass for Maria Cornejo. Mm. I think H&M is on fire. No, I, I agree with you about H&M. And also what's cool about these dresses that you're talking about, because I've seen, I've seen some of them on your, on your blog that I follow, mm -hmm. um, is Thank that, you. um, it's it's amazing and they are dresses that anybody not anybody but a lot of people can wear right because they're really voluminous exactly. they're they're and i love that you said that about the 100 percent cotton because i'd actually been looking at all of these and being like how does she know this isn't going to feel like scratchy shit 
you know, and that's actually, no, I always yeah, check. That's so smart. That's so smart because you get these things and they're so cheap and they feel like they're going to set on fire mm-hmm. on your body. Exactly. And melt. Into yeah. Skin. But the other two that look like Maria Cornejo, I think they're viscose or something, but I start Googling stuff to see. And I think viscose is part, partly natural fiber. I don't know. They feel great on. They're fine. I'm not, I'm not afraid of synthetics. I think, I oh, mean, I it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to order online, but I mean, I have a Maria Cornejo top that feels like silk and is 100% polyester. I don't mind if it feels good, but it just, I feel like I can't breathe in it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes you sweat a lot. And you right. can never get I'm the not being smell snobby, out of it. It's no, more... it's horrible. You can never get like the deodorant BO smell out of the armpits is my experience with synthetic fibers, but I'm gross. And, and you, and you're and you're talking to someone who I love an acrylic sweater. I'm not being a snob about it. I love acrylic. It's soft. It's never ever itchy. It mm-hmm. washes well. Like I don't care about that stuff. But in the summer, I don't want to wear polyester. It just makes me claustrophobic. I get it. I get it. Um, where should someone who feels like their whole look is dated begin to update? I hate that feeling. Isn't that an awful feeling when you're like. I used to look in the mirror and think this was the coolest outfit, but then today it's not. Yes. I think that happens a lot when you live in Manhattan and too in Brooklyn, because everybody's so up to date, up to date, up to date, up to date. And you see everything that it happens. I mean, I feel like I just dress. I feel like I very much dress like a 57 year old woman now, you know, like I would like a little, well, a 57 year old woman who lives in Brooklyn. I mean, you're, what are you talking about? You're not wearing shades. What does that even mean? No, I'm not wearing shams. Yeah, what does this fit? Also, what does that mean? Like when someone's like, she looks great for 57. It's like, well, maybe that's what 57 looks like. I agree. Like, shut I up. agree. I totally Ugh. agree with that. So when you say you're dressed like a 57 year old woman, you just mean you're not dressing like you're pretending you're 20, like Route 66, which we talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I... Like, like sometimes jeans okay so like you're wearing skinny jeans skinny jeans skinny jeans and then one day you look in the mirror and you're like these skinny jeans look so dated and stupid and I feel like I'm like mall style or something like those are the kinds of things that are easy to tweak you just get a different shape you know what I mean or or like let's say you're doing the half tuck and that feels weird all of a sudden you just do full tuck like there's little tweaks you can do that update you don't have to buy a whole new wardrobe or belts you could get some new belts new belt a new a new bag. What are some? Um, what do you do when you want to like a little piece, a little bit of excitement? What are you most likely to go out and buy? Um, I usually buy tops because I wear jeans pretty much every day. Or I, I have an, um, I have like a vintage denim obsession, as you know, Kim. So I might treat myself to a pair of vintage jeans that are like a different shape. Like I bought these Levi's at the store in Manhattan called Duo, which is amazing. It's owned by these um, really nice cute sisters and it's on ninth street and they have a crazy selection of um, vintage levi's like you can just go in there and try them all day and i got this pair that have like a crazy bell bottom and they're a little bit high watery and they gave me an instant like oh i have like a new i've got a new vibe going on now like i don't need another yet another pair of jeans that are the same shape as all my other jeans so i went for something weird and it worked right now i have another question you have a five-year-old, the cutest five-year-old in all of the I'm world. I'm not going to disagree. How did, be- <laughs> how, how, did, how did becoming a mom change the way you dress, or did it? Um, 
well, when I was pregnant, I dressed exactly the same. I don't know if you remember that. I still wore like huge platforms and I just let my shirts go over my belly. I was really into dressing when I was pregnant, actually. Um, I think I'm a little bit more tomboyish than I used to be. It hasn't changed me that much, but like I used to always have to have a heel on. And when I say heel, I don't mean like a Manola Blahnik. I mean like some sort of height. Mm -hmm. And now I wear Birkenstocks a lot because I'm running around with him. I go to the playground. I have like playground stuff. I have a playground watch because mm-hmm. I have a really nice Rolex and I won't, I don't like wearing it to the playground. So I have a playground, like waterproof watch so I can like go through the sprinklers and stuff like that. I have waterproof Birkenstocks. I definitely have a playground look. It's like Birkenstocks. You know, yeah. I love, I love those waterproof Birkenstocks mm-hmm. so much better than I love like the original Birkenstocks because Same. I feel like great. I feel like the sole the sole gets really sticky in like those regular Birkenstocks, and the cork breaks down in weird ways. Honestly, I've just switched to the the plastic Birkenstocks. I love well, and not them. to mention yeah, the a sweat mark. Yeah. Not to mention the foot sweat mark on the yes. On the, <laughs> yeah. So I have the bright lapis blue and the black, and I almost got the I I don't know why I'm whispering. I almost got the olive. <laughs> But my husband was like, why did you get the blue and the black? And I was like, because I wanted them. Leave me alone. And I was going to sneak the olive somehow. <laughs> right. Just hide hide it. Yeah. No, they, um, and they're inexpensive too. They're $44. Yeah. So, yeah. I just saw yeah. this woman um, in East Hampton, like from a mile away, wearing the bright orange ones. And then I looked mm-hmm. up and she was with, um, I'm guessing her husband, who was Will Arnett. Interesting. Oh, I just want to say, I know we might not leave this in here, but he's very handsome. I was like, wow, he's really handsome. Interesting. And tall. Yeah. I love it when one of them, one of the famouses turns out to be actually like attractive in real life. Because usually you're just like, oh, you're just a small man. No, (laughs) I know. You're right. Like you're this little wee thing. No, Mike was like, God, he was tall and he was kind of tan and he was he was very attractive. I'm just saying I had to say that. No offense to small men, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to circle back, though, because I think that the, when we're talking about a refresh, um, I think there's also a thing of like, I mean, I and being moms, I think there's a thing of being a mom. And I know moms like this. I'm not because I buy things all the time because I'm compulsive. But I know moms who have not bought themselves a piece of clothing in five, ten years And they look up one day and they're just like, I don't know where to begin. All my clothes are dowdy and sad. And where does a person like that begin? You know, sometimes I do um, personal styling for people. And I feel like people have a lot of stuff that they're like, well, like they have their fancy stuff and then they have their crap that they wear every day. And their fancy stuff is kind of like, still has the tags on it sometimes I, I'm not I don't know what I, where I'm going with this but I'm not I'm not the person mm-hmm. who tells you like if you haven't worn it in five years throw it out because I have things that I haven't mm-hmm. worn in five years and then I'm like oh my god I'm shopping my closet and now is the time to pop this one out so I'm the worst like I I'm right. I, I'm like a hoarder I hardly ever get rid of anything but if you're if you have things that are like obviously a trendy piece that you bought 10 years ago like I'm trying to think of an example, like those tops that sort of twisted in the front. Yes. Get rid mm-hmm. of it. That's not coming back. Like I, I'm the thing also, Kim, that that I think, and I don't know if it's because I have a five-year-old or I'm older. I'm getting more classic as I as I 
my style gets more classic so that I don't have to, if, I, if I'm going to do a trendy thing, I do it really cheaply like Zara or H&M and then I get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also these women who don't shop in years what is going on with you are you a martyr (laughs) i never understand that like you know i want to be selfless and just worry about my kids like don't you care about yourself pull it together um i agree i agree take care of yourself spend some of that money on you don't only be buying your kids clothes man i hate or just like i don't want to be you know it's not about me anymore no, it's always, it's still about you. Yeah, you why are not? not dead. Exactly. And don't you want your kid to not be embarrassed at drop off? Yes. No, if you're, if you're, <laughs> I mean, what, if you're schlepping around in schleppy clothes, eventually it makes you feel like a schlep. Yeah. you're. So, and let me tell you this. I just told Kim this the other day. I was dropping Gino off at school, which is really rare. I never get to do that. And a tiny little girl, I'm going to say she was five, <laughs> came so up to me and she goes, I like your necklace and I like your earrings. <laughs> and, she, she, and then she, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then <laughs> I was like, I'll take it wherever I can get it. So, like, it, you know what? Keep it together, ladies. Even the kids are watching. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's funny. It's so true. Yeah. And it is funny. I serve true, at but, drop-off. Yeah. I serve. I'm not going to wear, you know, sweatpants at drop-off unless they're cute. I also serve. And the thing is, it, it makes you feel good and it's, it's a good model, I think, for your kids to show your kids that you're taking care of yourself, that yeah. you care, that, that, and also that it's not all about them. I also think that's good. I think it's good for my kid to know that this is, that my, our life is not all about them. It's, I also take care of myself and I am an individual and I deserve care yes. and of close. Course. Plus you want to, you want to build memories for your kids too, sort of. Like I have very strong memories of my parents getting ready to go out and playing Brazil yes. 66 on the stereo and smelling my mother's perfume and seeing how pretty she looked when she was wearing something special and had makeup on. Yeah. And and like those are yeah. those are like that's important for a kid. Yeah, and Gino says, like, oh mom, you would like that, right? Like he looks at stuff and he knows I would mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. How cute. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be super pricey. It's not like we're talking about you need to go buy yourself a ball gown, which is always my example, Um, because (laughs) it's not like that. It's like going to H&M and buying yourself three new dresses and a pair of $44 Birkenstocks, and if those are what you want to wear, and then just feeling like, oh, I... I feel like kind of up to the minute, I feel like a little more relevant and I feel good. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And all the women on the playground, we're always like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And we all inspire each other because, you know, I have cool moms on my playground. But um, I say, so to answer your question, someone who hasn't bought herself something in 10 years, (laughs) A, go to the shrink first. B, um maybe grab a friend because it is hard to be like what do i want a lot of people don't know what they want like we know what we want um bring a friend and be like you know what do you look at help me look through my closet like what looks awful what looks good and then come shopping with me and just make a day of it but yeah like buy if it's summer buy yourself like a cute kind of up to the minute dress that isn't too trendy do you like shopping alone or do you like shopping with others me i like shopping alone same kim both both but i but i you know because but sometimes yeah, sometimes both. it's really You're helpful right. to yeah. go shopping with a friend it's good you know to have your friend in the you know checking out how things look when you telling you what your ass view looks like all those things are helpful that's true i like you're right i like both 
because it's also like a fun, it's just a fun social, get, you know, yep. outing. Yes, shopping makes me too anxious. And also, I don't like people to know how cheap I am. <laughs> so <laughs> whenever I shop with people and they're like, oh, buy those jeans. And I'm like, $150, you know, like, no way. Um, what, speaking of summer, which we are, we have been talking about, um, what are the most important components of your summer wardrobe? Okay, so I rarely wear dresses unless it's really hot out. So dresses are a big part of my summer wardrobe. And they have to be like easy and like, like I said, cotton and flowy. And, and also my hemlines are getting a little longer lately. I just think it looks good. And like a Birkenstock or a clog. Um, although lately I've really gotten into Gucci loafers, which I wouldn't wear with a dress, but, um, a light jean, a very light pair of overalls that I wear, I wear all the time. They're like, they're from scotch and soda, believe it or not. There's just this weird thing. People stop me in the street and ask me where I got them. Um, okay, wait, they look like old. Can I interrupt for a minute? Yeah, because I want to just just have a quick digression into overalls, because for a long time, okay. for a long time, I thought like I have no rules. I will dictate no rules about how women over 40 should dress, but I don't think overalls are the best. However, nope. however and I'm gonna tell you what, I think that they look really cute on a lot of women I know, and I'm kind of intrigued by them, but I'm wondering like how I could make them work. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. So I always wear them with a T-shirt and whatever shoe. My new way of wearing these overalls is I started wearing them with a classic button down mm -hmm. and a Gucci loafer. And they're somehow they look, it just looks like, oh, an older woman is classic. Interesting. And it changed, it, instead of them being like camp from camp, summer camp or hippy dippy, mm -hmm. they became something else. Mm -hmm. And now I love wearing them with, with like a classic button down. And now let's take a quick break for some ads. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. 
But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Now, one of the things I think is interesting about you, Andrea, is you like you love clothes and you've loved clothes for as long as I can remember. But like you mentioned, goofy Gucci loafers, but it's rare that you buy something like Gucci loafers. Like you don't spend a lot of money on your clothes. I don't spend a lot on my clothes because I don't like to be precious with clothes because I like to wear them. Mm -hmm. I'm very like like I'm not going to say her name, but Kim and I know this woman who's, she never has the hair out of place. She never, her shirts are always perfect. She's always, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, does she ever like get a spaghetti sauce on her shirt or like <laughs> a wrinkle or I'm just the person who's just constantly a mess sort of. It's just the way I am. I can't, yes, I, I, because I'm just living and that's <laughs> just what happens. And so I hate spending a lot of money on clothes, but what, what I will spend money on is um, I have a jewelry problem. I will spend money on fine jewelry and really good shoes and a, possibly a really good bag. And that's it. I hate spending a lot of money on clothes. Like I love that these H&M dresses look like a million bucks and they were $38. And if I get something on them, who cares? If I rip it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And no, so and it's that's funny just the way that I've always been. The fast fashion, one of the things I've been feeling really guilty about that I that I I sim I shop similarly. And I do a lot of vintage shopping, but Me too. fast fashion I found is actually you can resell it. Like it's a thing that like I don't know what they have there, but there's some places in I mean, I forget what they have in New York, but here there are places where when I go to and bring in a bag of clothes, all of my Zara stuff they want. They want really? all of, yeah, they want all of my mango. Like that's what's selling, at least in LA. So I've actually had a really easy hmm. time like recycling these clothes. So I felt huh. less bad about it. I give them away or give them to Salvation Army or Housing Works yeah. or whatever. But the thing with spending a lot of money on clothes is my eye shifts constantly and I'm very fickle. And so something like I bought this coat, I was with you, Kim, I bought this coat at APC. I was like, this coat looks like a million bucks. I have to have it. I have to have it. I got it home and I was like, you know what? This could be mango. 
Like I suddenly yeah. saw it differently and I was like, I don't want to spend this kind of money on this coat. And then I remembered that I had this plus J Uniqlo almost identical one. So I returned the coat at APC and I felt so much better getting the money back. Um, but like my eye shifts too much to buy expensive clothes, if that makes any kind of sense. Totally does. It totally yeah. because like, clothes is an investment because you're buying an investment piece, but right. if you don't want to be attached to that event investment, then it's a huge bummer. Then it's like a drag on you, you know? Right. But like a Gucci loafer, I'm never going to go, these Gucci loafers suddenly look wrong. Right. They're, they're Gucci loafers. They are right. what they are. Or like this beautiful watch suddenly looks wrong. No, that's not ever going to look wrong. Whereas like the vintage Gucci clogs that I really want right now, like you, yeah, you, those are going to look wrong. Those are going to look wrong, and I'm going yes, to have spent are. too much money on them on eBay. Correct. Yeah, Correct. I know, I know. But like my Louis, I have this like Louis Vuitton bag that that someone gave me out of the fashion closet. I love Louis Vuitton, by the way. Someone gave me out of the fashion closet um in the 90s at harper's bazaar and i never ever 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 carried it and then one day because i always carried like a giant schleppy bag and it's this little bag and then i started lightening my load and it's my favorite bag and i'm never not gonna like it you know what i mean no. i'm never gonna look at it and go it just looks wrong i have a mark jacobs bag that i got from lucky shops i mean jesus christ how many years ago and i <laughs> yeah, still really. pull it out and i'm like this thing is adorable i still love this bag like i'm so glad that i i bought that bag even though it was very against every way i feel about buying things yeah yeah no that that kind of thing that kind of thing is worth it can i ask you guys a question yeah yes. what was the last thing you purchased that you're like it's really like it elevates me. It elevates my mood. It makes me so happy every time I put it on or carry it or whatever. Such a good question. Um, I bought a I bought a um, yellow army jacket on the real real a Nilly Lotan army jacket. Yellow. And wow. It's it's like a it's kind of a Mustard? saffron yellow. Yeah. Okay. Kind okay. of a saffron. And I like it because, you know, I, I, I always default to just black and white or like navy. And I like throwing it on because it's like fucking yellow. You know, I'm done. I don't have to do anything else with my outfit if I'm wearing a yellow jacket. I'll tell you what mine was because it's really weird and I'm very pleased with it. It is a white linen sleeved coverall jumpsuit that is hand painted Ooh. with little faces on it it's oh very god. like oh my god. picasso is it and vintage oh, okay no so it gets served up to me on instagram and i have no idea like you know i get these weird instagram ads and it disappears and it gets served back and it's from a store in england i think that's called wolf and badger mm -hmm. and i go there yeah yeah and it's sold out and i was like no i need to fucking have this so then i found the artist who made it or the designer and they're on Etsy and they're like oh in my Australia God. or something. So I ordered it six weeks ago and I was like, I have no idea of the sizing. This does not look like it has a lot to get a lot of give on it. And I was like, if it doesn't fit, I'm never sending it back. And it's never, it fits so perfectly. And oh my God, is, I want to see it. I love it so much. It has like, and I'm wearing it constantly with the bright yellow Birkenstocks and people oh, like stop nice. me and stop me in the street. You have like a fun, your style is like fun. Her style Pure is very fun. fun. She wears a lot of bright colors and like, and like pants that are and colors A80s kind of, and just fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I can't, it's because I can't do the class. It's, it's always been the way. It's the same thing at Lucky. I couldn't do all the classic things I was unwilling to and didn't have the money to spend. So I would just find things on eBay I, I needed to pass as a stylish person. And so mm -hmm. I, 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 you I always looked stylish. 
Thank you. But I figured it out. It was not what everybody else was doing at Lucky, but I figured it out to work for me. I didn't wear classic clothes when I was younger because I was like, I have my whole life to wear those. Like, I might as well have fun now. I don't know. It just wouldn't have worked on me when I was younger. I would have looked boring. Yeah. I never wanted, I didn't want to look boring either. And also just honestly, like some people, it's weird. We always say like classic, classic, but like, I don't look great in a button down. Mm-hmm. Like I have a really I broad, didn't used to. Yeah. I didn't used to, but now I think I do. I don't know. Yeah. I, I Maybe I'm wrong, but now I Yeah, you look no, right No, I think you do down. look good in them. Um, we have a lot of questions from listeners, a lot of style Great. questions from listeners. Great. Um, Great. So swimsuits, actually, we had a question that we had a question from listeners about swimsuits generally. What are good swimsuits for a woman in midlife? Like, like Andrea, it depends. in particular, like, what do you do if you've got like a bloaty menopausal belly? And then also a cellulite ass. I was going to say it really depends on your body. Like, I happen to look horrible in one pieces. I just, I wish I looked cool in them. I look really bad. I don't have the body for one piece. Yet, having a baby so late in life, my stomach is, it's flat and toned, but the skin is like a sharp hay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't really, so I started to wear, um, what do you call it? Like a high waist bottom and what do you call it? A tankini. Okay. It's a different, for some reason, it's a different silhouette than one piece. I don't know why. Um, I think tankinis work if you have a belly. You can't do anything about a cellulite ass. Just embrace it. We all have them. (laughs) Um, I mean, I used to be such a like bikini running around the beach kind of person and now I can't stand it. Okay. Christina, Um. (laughs) Christina Kelly actually sent in a question and that is whether or not she can wear a swim dress, which her daughter says she cannot wear. You know what? Christina Kelly can wear whatever the fuck she wants <laughs> in my book. But um, why not? It's got like a little skirt. I had one when I was little. Why not? But you know what? I saw this really cool woman, but she had an incredible body um, in East Hampton last summer. And she was wearing, I guess it's this new kind of swimsuit with long sleeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was um, like, it looked like a scuba kind of suit and it was so cool because I feel like if you don't want your arms to get all wrinkly and crepey and I don't know it was super cool looking I don't know who makes them wouldn't you be so Um, hot wearing long sleeves on the beach that's what I thought but I guess it's like I guess it breathes like it's like that UV you I don't know um I really think a sarong is a real fun thing to have I mean, even when I was 14, I used to put something on. I used to call it a butt cover because I, if I was like, I'm going to go up to the snack bar. I don't want everyone looking at my butt. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always had something on. Some kind of butt cover is always good. Um, I know swimsuits are so tricky. They're, They're practically naked. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I know. Well, see, that's my whole thing of like, why not? I, my whole thing is like, let's just be Donatella Versace about it. Like, fuck it. Yeah, well, it is exactly. True. Or why? the French women, the French yes. women in St. Bart's, they're so tan, they're so wrinkly. They're letting it all hang out and they're wearing teeny bikinis. Teeny I'm bikinis. Like, yeah. And they're, and, and like, no matter what their bodies are like, it's so, it, it is really kind of amazing. I would, I could no sooner do that. Like, I could no sooner do that than, than jump out the window. <laughs> But maybe we should all just do it. I mean, look at all these men walking around with, like, giant bellies and, ugh. And, like, there's just so much back hair. I, they don't yeah, they give don't a care. shit. That's they don't the give thing. a shit. What it's just, care? they're like, here I am. I've yeah. shown up. With a lot, I'm shown, yeah. I've shown up, and I'm going swimming. What else am I supposed to wear? 
That's right. Here's my beach body. It's my body. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. It's I don't know. Head. I went to St. Bart's and I saw this woman. She must have been, I don't know, 70 in her 70s. She had long white hair, no top, topless, and a little bikini bottom. And I was like, she is fucking amazing. She was <laughs> just like swimming around. And then I saw this couple in the Hamptons last summer, much older, and they were like kissing in the water. And they were just amazing. And I don't even remember what she was wearing. Probably like a little one piece. Hmm. They were being so romantic. It was so good. Yeah. Love for They're old living. I think Christina should wear a, a swim dress. And I think Violet, who's like perfect and gorgeous, should just stop being mean. <laughs> okay. Here's another question. Do non-dumpy summer clothes for apple-shaped bodies exist? Non-dumpy summer clothes. Yes. The dress I'm talking about from H&M, that little ca- that caftan shape is perfect for apple shape. Because you've got the gu- the good legs mm-hmm. and the no hips, and then you've got the that covers your stomach, but it's a super chic shape. Okay. And I think I think you're right, and I also think that you know people are like it's so long I can't wear this I'm too short. I think people don't use their tailor enough, and like a tailor doesn't have to be some real indulgence, and I think people think it is a real indulgence. Whereas you know you go you bring it to the dry cleaners. Often the dry cleaner has a person there that will lift your dress up four inches or whatever, you know. And it's like it's like a fifteen twenty dollar situation. Well, you're pushing on an don't open, even get me yeah. started. <laughs> you're pushing yeah. on an open door. I was about to say Andrea Taylor's. Everything. I have a whole. I have a whole. I believe I might have a chapter in the Cool Factor. I don't remember about befriending a good tailor. Tailoring is everything to me. Everything. Like you could find something and be like, this would be 100% perfect if they were cropped, these pants, if they were cropped like just below the ankle. Or plus I have patches all over everything because I rip all my jeans and now my son rips all his jeans and my tailor just laughs at me because I bring probably every two weeks jeans in for patching. Um, I have a which question. Is another, which brings me to another thing. I don't like holes, but I don't mind patches. I've got, um, a, I've got a question though, Andrea, yeah. you have, yes. you have a really good eye. You can look at a, a top and say, this needs to be taken into the shoulder and this needs to happen and X needs to happen. How about people who don't have that like instinct, but want to make their clothes fit better? But people do like, they'll say, I really like this, but I don't look good in long. And it's like, wait, stop right there. Make it to the knee mm-hmm. or like. Or like I always tell people, if you have like a coat that you think looks dated because it's a maxi coat, make it into a pea coat. Like people don't think, and then it's like, oh, right. Just always think before before you don't do something or throw something out, how could you tailor it? And, and you'll figure it out. Right. What is the change you wish this garment had? Exactly. Most often a tailor can make that change. Exactly. I do it. I, I mean, I can't even tell you. And I take and I... I, I've said this before also, and I said it in my book. I take most of my button downs and have them sewn down, not at the end of the placket, but like the other side of the button. Yeah. Um, so that it never pops open. And then I just pop it over my head because who, who, who needs the buttons? You don't really wear it unbuttoned. So I just sew it down. Cause you know how gross that is when you're sitting and it like pops open. You can see it through it. Yeah, yeah you can see the yeah the gap and the bra- and that happens with shirts all the yeah. time. And there's no and yeah, I've done that. I, I sew it down. Yeah, I sew them down. That's yeah. not a big deal. You can also there's also like fabric glue you can use to just glue mm. it down too. I've done that in a pinch. 
um, just so that I don't have that you're in an important meeting or something and you're like I don't it's I don't sloppy. want you to see my my bra like mid chest ew yes or my stomach like, yes ew. yes <laughs> sorry but yeah how about undergarments to wear under gauzy light colored slightly see-through tunics and dresses I had this situation with that white jumpsuit I, I think I solved it. I just didn't wear a bra and I wore a um, like a beige thong or a nude colored thong. But what would you say about sheer under... Like when you're Wait, wearing... you just said you didn't wear a bra. So you walk around braless? Often, yes. I know I'm wow. old as shit, but my boobs that's, are no, not that's that big great. and I just don't care. That's great. I wish I could. Um, it's good to invest in like nude color and that means whatever color your skin is. Um, nude color under things like tank tops underwear bras I really don't care if my bra shows but like sometimes I'm like I don't want to walk around where it's like I'm wearing a black bra right so I always try to wear nude um it's just good to have a couple of those things and I always have slips I have like a million slips to wear under every kind of dress also I have a pair of like nude bike shorts that I've worn under a very yeah. sheer white dress like that sometimes sometimes it even feels like I don't want the underwear line to show like and so if you have nude like bike shorts and they're really thin um I feel like, like skims might make them I have no idea what anyway let's not talk about brands but I call yeah I call those um I call those Kim France pants for years because <laughs> Kim used to wear cut off bike shorts under her dresses so that if the dress flew up um I was protected. Nobody saw anything. And, and so and I called them Kim France pants. Pants is spelled P-A-N-C-E as well. <laughs> I never knew Do the you spelling. Know, to this day, yeah. to this day, I meet women who mention Kim France pants to me. Hey, I coined the phrase. I know. I need to get the credit. Um, yep. What what jeans are we supposed to be wearing right now? Are skinny jeans frumpy? Are frumpy jeans cool? A listener wants to know. I... I'm not into like, this is the only kind of jean I'm not into. The really tight, tight, tight jegging ones. Ugh. Like where it's like you have to pull them on. I still wear skinny jeans from APC, but the denim is like a good, that good denim. And when they get beat up, they look cool. Um, but right now I'm into more of like a regular, what is it called? Stovepipe. Hmm. And a little bit cropped. Otherwise, it just looks like a tube. So, like a straight leg jean. Is that what a stove pop is? Stove top? Stove pipe. Yeah. <laughs> stove pipe. Yeah. Hmm. And a lot of vintage ones look like that. And then when I started buying vintage ones, I was like, oh, I look a little cooler now. It's just, it's that eye thing when you're like, oh, this feels right. I agree. Yeah. Won't. <laughs> I agree that the like painted on, I actually think that that is the distinction because I don't actually think the shape, the slim leg shape is the problem. It's that super stretch fabric. You're like put, you're almost like painting yourself into them. You can almost, and the wash. Yeah, like you really, the, the, wash. the wash is bad. They're so tight everywhere. You can, they're too tight in the crotch even. Like I've had so many pairs of those. Like I feel like those I would like to see gone. I mean, if it's somebody it's wants the to lycra to cotton ratio it's like too much lycra yes. and it also does those lines on the back of the thigh and it's just not sophisticated yeah it just isn't so what do i do andrea i look terrible in high-waisted jeans terrible and yet i feel when i wear my lower waisted jeans that i've hung on to that i look really dated what do i do no you don't look dated because they're not skin tight i think everybody should wear what looks best on them i really do and i see people with like low 
I think the only thing that looks dated is the skinny, skinny, like what we're talking about. They just look cheap and... They look cheap, They they also look like you're trying to look young and like you're going to go to the club. It's like, it's just... It's not... Ugh. Yes. It's not chic. Next. All right. Next. All right. Um, I've gained weight during the pandemic. How can I dress to feel good about myself? That's a tough one. I mean, I wouldn't want to say to someone who gained weight during the pandemic, which means that they're not at their normal weight, right? To go out and buy a bunch of clothes to make themselves feel good. I know, but there's not, as somebody who has gained weight in the last couple of years, I can say that it feels awful to try to put on clothes that don't fit anymore or barely fit. I mean, one thing It depends if she, it depends if this woman's like trying to get back down to her pre-pandemic weight. I would tell her not to spend a lot of money on clothes right now. Buy some transition clothes that could fit a different size, sure, like, like the dresses like we were cheap. talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Or like an oversized button down and like. But Kim, what were you going to say? Boyfriend. Jeans. No, I'm going to say that Sorry. like when I, you know, last summer I found that a lot of the dresses that I usually wore in the summer were not fitting. So I bought like I spent money, but I didn't spend a lot of money. But I thought it was very, very important to have clothes that fit the body that I have now because that's because you feel like a hundred percent, but she sounds like she's going to go like she's, it's a temporary thing. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, we all, I don't know if you're wrong or not. And plus it, you know, if, 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 at this age, sometimes you think it's going to be temporary, but it, losing weight right. is not like the snap it was when you were younger. Right. Also then bodies I, then changing I think, up and down, like fluctuating yeah. bodies. I feel like that's kind of what we should be speaking to advice wise. Yes, good, good point. So I do think you have to have certain things that you feel good in that you it's not like, oh my skinny jeans or something like that. Mm-hmm. That you can just throw on and feel good, like these dresses or like a pair of like cool army pants or boyfriend jeans and you know and, and I always think a little heel always makes you feel better when you're um when you're feeling a little heavy. That's true, for sure. Okay. Because it lifts everything. Here's yeah. a woman who says, I seem to own about 15 pairs of black work pants. How do I get out of my black pants, black boots rut at the office? I do the same thing with jeans, so it's very hard. I get it. Because you're like, here. here's a trap that you can fall into, though. You're looking for the perfect pair of black pants, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, these aren't them, but... They're good enough, so you buy those. And then you find another pair, and you're like, well, these are better than the last pair, but they're still not perfect, so I'll buy them. And then these are better than the last, but you still haven't found the perfect one, so you just keep buying them. Mm -hmm. That's, like, a huge thing, I think. Um, Don't buy any more black pants. Sounds like she has plenty. And then maybe venture out into another neutral, like an olive green or um, gray. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a different kind of don't, you know, just look in your closet. How many black boots do you have? So if you see another boot that you're in love with and it comes in brown, get the brown. That's what, that's what I do. I'll be like, okay, wait, I'm not going to get another black one. Does it come in brown? I'll get the brown or I'll get the like tan or whatever. I mean, I just, you have to slowly. When I go shopping, I just gravitate to things that look like things I already own. Right. So do I. Um, and I do, and I have a lot of the same thing, and, I, and then you have to kind of make yourself stop, or you're just going to have a closet full of sameness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good answer, but you kind of have to stop yourself. No, and I think your and I think your advice about neutral pants is a good one. I mean, I I 
always wore black pants, but I bought a pair of gray ones recently and I have a pair of army green and it, 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 I can wear everything with a, you know, my black tops. It just makes me a little less predictable looking. Like black trousers for me are very difficult to wear because I always feel like I'm like a, a cater waiter or something. Like I don't know. Yes. I, I never wear black yeah. pants. No. Cause I was a waitress for so long. I really can't, a black pant just really makes me feel like, Oh, going to work going to serve up some, you know, French bistro fare. <laughs> right, and maybe I should get some dance go clogs to match. Oh, had those the black ones? Yep, had the, yeah. That was the whole uniform and a gold tie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Okay, if if your house was on fire, and oh you know you've got your laptop, Gino is safe. You know, Mike's fine. All that is being taken care of. Like you're, yeah, you're just <laughs> like you're really into like saving pieces from your wardrobe. What do you save? I think I know what one it would it, it would be it would be jewelry first of all like my dad's stuff and um oh my gosh what would I save oh my goodness okay I know one thing you'd save how how, how much go ahead what you would save the sweater your dad's sweater the Kurt Cobain wore on oh the my god okay a hundred percent it wasn't on the cover it was on the inside and it was on in Vanity Fair but yes um I did style Kurt Cobain in one of my dad's sweater college sweaters and I have it like in plastic and I don't think I ever wore it. I'm, I ever washed it. I mean, um, yeah, I would save that because also because it was my dad's. I would probably save my Chloe cowboy boots, which are like the most perfect cowboy boots ever. And they're never going to not be. Um, I have an army jacket that is the perfect army jacket. It's probably mostly vintage stuff because mm-hmm. vintage stuff you can never get again. Right. Vintage, my vintage jeans that fit perfectly. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's all that vintage. Like a good vintage find is like gold to me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. It comes but once in a lifetime. You're not gonna find it. Oh again. wait! Before we go, I do want to ask you this one thing because I thought this was so interesting on your blog. And it's before we go, I want to ask a beauty question. Um, I recently saw on your blog a hair product that I'd never heard before. It was like L'Oreal. It was Elnet. Oh. L net hairspray. Um, oh and my you, god! You said you've seen that at almost every single every photo shoot, shoot, right? Every fo- fo- photo shoot. Are there other secret mainstay beauty products that pros yes. use but regular people wouldn't know about? And what are yes? They? And it's funny because I did see it on every set, but it didn't occur to me to use it because who uses hairspray? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I asked my friend Daniel, who's a hairdresser. He goes, "Yeah, it's the best one because you can brush. It doesn't. It's not stiff, so you can brush it out to do the next." Thing. I'm like, I never thought to ask anybody. I'm just like, there's the Elnet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is a pro? Oh, Embryolease. What? Embryolease. It's a French facial cream that all the um, makeup artists use. It's a cheap thing. It's called Embryolease. It smells delish. It's very thick. Okay. It's like, it's like their version of Nivea or whatever, even though Nivea is international. Okay. Um, what is another thing that they use? Oh my gosh, I can't think. It used to be, um, it used to be, what's that stuff? They don't even make it anymore, I don't think. That hair oil that came in the oil can. Oh, Moroccan oil, right? No. No, 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 no. I'm talking like the Oh, French... you're thinking about the, um, like Fido, the Fido product? Yes! Fido Plage. Mm-hmm. And it smelled disgusting. Remember that? Everybody used Fido Plage. Yep. I haven't been on a photo shoot in a long time, unfortunately. Um, 
like that kind of photo shoot. So I, I don't know, but I just always remember Embryolis and Elnet. That's great. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Andrea. We're super psyched to have had you and I am always excited to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Right back at you. Where can people find you, Andrea? Um, They can find me um, at IWantToBeHer.com or Andrea Lynette, uh, sorry, A. Lynette on Instagram or shop IWTBH on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you want to support the show, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash backslash everything is fine. And we do have a special segment today, remember, so that's pretty exciting. And be sure to rate the show and review it on all the platforms, which really makes a difference. You can follow the show's Instagram at EIF Podcast, email us at everythingisfinethepodcast at gmail, and you can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. 